Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today we're going to the hood. It's going to be great, because we're going to be talking about 2000's Leprechaun 5 in the hood. Unhandy gold, you thieving hoods. You got more loot than Tiger Woods. It's happening. It's here. I have two co-hosts here today. We're doing a three-person podcast. We have uh, our somehow accidental Leprechaun correspondent, Derek Kubitschek. How's it going? Happy to be back and uh, happy that it's not Leprechaun 4. Once again, this remains fully voluntary for me. Yes, yes it is. I don't know why, but here, here <laughs> we neither. are. And we also have Jordan Ryan, who is here because once upon a time in film school, he quoted this movie once to me, and I had never heard this particular quote before. Uh, Unhand me gold, you thieving hoods. You've got more loot than Tiger Woods. <laughs> and I laughed my ass off, and I've never forgotten that moment. So that's why he's here now. I'm sure he has many regrets. Jordan, how you doing? Uh, I'm all right. Unlike Derek, I am not here voluntarily. <laughs> you texted me asking if I'd be free for a podcast. I assumed it'd be a uh, Texas Chainsaw remake. And then you told me that I'm watching Leprechaun 5 in the hood. And you're also watching Leprechaun 6 back to the hood. <sighs> I, I am, I guess, because I didn't hate this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is uh, my first question. How did uh, What did you guys think of Leprechaun 5? So, Leprechaun 5, I'm not going to speak as though I've seen the whole series. I'm not going to speak as an expert. Uh, but as someone who has, for some reason, I have a more profound appreciation for this franchise than Mr. Ryan Stacy, your gratuitous host. I don't know why it is. This movie is the fourth best of the five that I've seen so far. But it is leaps and bounds ahead of four, which honestly doesn't even belong in this conversation if you listen to that podcast you know i have filed that away in never watch again and not even happy i watched it because there are movies that you'll never watch again that you're happy you watch mm-hmm. like marriage story yeah uh uncut gems uh, uh, mother sure yeah uh requiem for a dream this movie it's got some of that leprechaun spirit but the first three movies seem to capture that lightning in the bottle a little bit better uh but this one's still a lot of fun you can tell they have no budget but they're just having a good time I liked it. Uh, this is my favorite Leprechaun movie. It is also my least favorite. It is the only Leprechaun movie I've seen. I did see it before the podcast. I like it for the same reasons I like Freddy's Dead. It's just stupid, funny bullshit, honestly. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this one more uh, watching with other people than I did watching it by myself, which is true <laughs> with all of these movies. Um, it's my second favorite of the five, with the third one being my favorite. I just really like the actors in it. The lead guys, I think, are all are good. They're interesting characters. They have emotional depth which you know i like that in a movie shocker yeah <laughs> uh but it's dumb fun and plus we have ice tea running around it's it's fun yeah very buster rhymes halloween 8 kind of role i don't except know, not nearly as cool i don't know why all these rappers are in all these horror movies i'm here for it though <laughs> <laughs> i'm fine with it so uh what we do here on the how to survive a horror movie podcast is we are trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies including horror movies that take place in the hood so what we're going to be doing is going through the plot of this movie beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our master list of how many rules at this point. We're up to 52 rules. Uh, so spoiler alert for Leprechaun 5 in the hood. Spoiler alert. 
And this is one that I would actually recommend if you can get a group of friends together and watch it, watch it. it. Like I said, it is stupid, but it is funny. They know that they don't have a budget and they are just making the best of it. It's entertainment. Grab a few beers, watch it, and then come back to this podcast if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And don't watch it alone. Don't watch no. it alone. <laughs> you will be miserable. Yeah. Okay, so I watched it alone the first time I ever watched it. I watched it alone in high school. And it was, I mean, I laughed. I did enjoy it, but... I, I enjoyed this a lot more. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. All right, anything else before we get started? Let's go. All right, let's get into the plot of Leprechaun 5 in the hood. So the opening scene is straight up ripped from the first movie, where Leprechaun's just walking down some stairs and counting his gold. It's literally the scene from the first movie, just with a different voiceover. Yeah, they they dubbed over a different limerick. And he's like, you better run from a lep in the hood or something like that. And she's like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and then cue uh, hip-hop beats overlay. So we jump to the 1970s, we're in like uh, some tunnels underneath the subway system, and Ice-T comes into frame playing the character Mac Daddy Onassis. Full-on afro, 70s getup, we're in a blaxploitation movie suddenly. It's awesome. And he's also with his buddy Slug, and Slug has apparently bought a map to treasure that's beneath the subway system in LA what in, in, a, in a weird way it reminded me of Indiana Jones the beginning of that one like he knows where the treasure is and he's already there and we're just oh, we're jumping right into it sure. we, we, we found the first treasure this is pretty much Raiders of the Lost Ark is what the, we're the, yeah I think it had Raiders... the same cinematic impact that's for sure <laughs> yes it did <laughs> I mean oh. this had iced tea it was way better than Harrison Ford <laughs> And they accidentally find the treasure room which is you know pot of gold and the statue of Lep with the medallion around his neck from the third movie. Which is one of the only things that has ever bled over from movie to movie. As we all know that, Ryan likes to say that it's Calvin Ball rules when it comes to Leprechaun movies. This is one thing that has now been established. Yes. Across credit sequences. Oh my god. So, you know, they're gathering the gold. There's a golden flute in the mix, which Ice-T takes himself, Mac Daddy. It's the only thing he wants. Yeah. He tells his friend, like, yeah, you can have the rest of this. This is what I'm here for. Uh, I think it's going to work out pretty well for him, though. Oh, absolutely. Smart move. So Slug removes the necklace and Leprechaun, like, comes to life. And Slug sees him moving around. Rule number one, Slug. The first rule describing a horror movie is you have to know you're in one. If a statue has come to life, you're in a horror movie. You know, we did compare Leprechaun to Doctor Who before we started watching it, but, like, <laughs> statues coming to life? Yeah. <laughs> this is a Doctor Who episode. Don't blink. <laughs> don't blink, guys. Slug, don't blink. But Slug blinks. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, and he ends up not doing anything because he follows rule number 10, or he doesn't follow rule number 10, don't panic. So he's got one of those giant afro combs. Yeah. Which, okay, so yeah, so he's picking through Leprechaun's gold, completely ignoring that the statue is moving now. And the Leprechaun just takes the pick out of his hair and just starts examining it. And then the next time we see it, it's in his neck. Yeah, kills him with his own comb. Rip slug. Woody Harrelson from Zombieland. Don't kill me with my own comb. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's just a terrible way to go out. With your, on your own comb. Uh, impaled on his own comb. I want that. I want that to be my epitaph. <laughs> <laughs> so slug's dead. So Mac Daddy, he sees this. Rule number one, Mac Daddy, you see a killer leprechaun who just killed your friend. You're in a horror movie. Yes. So Mac Daddy draws his gun, rule number five, lock and load. Uh, where did he get that gun from, Ryan? Uh, did he just have the gun on him? I think he, he just, just had, had it gun. strapped to him. Yeah. He had the gun on him. But Leprechaun burns the gun, so he's got to drop it. Even though, technically, rule number seven, don't leave your weapon behind. This is a little different. It's, it's red hot. It was literally glowing. Maybe fire before you drop it. Yes. <laughs> I just want to point out that Aragorn would have also broken this rule in the Two Towers when Gandalf burned the hilt of his sword. True. So, 
if if, uh, if Ice T breaks a rule, then so did Aragorn. But Aragorn is perfect, if not just a little flawed. He's nearly perfect. Ice T's nearly perfect. Yes. <laughs> so then he draws a knife. Where does he draw the knife from, Ryan? His hair. <laughs> Pulls it out of the afro. This is still a black exploitation movie. It, it is. is. We, we've crossed over into black dynamite. So Leprechaun, you know, does his force push and knocks the knife out of his hand as he does. Firmly grasp it. <laughs> Firmly grasp it. Firmly grasp it. <laughs> With an asterisk. Yeah, this one wasn't blazing hot. Leprechaun just yeeted it out of his hand. So this one, there's no excuse. So then he draws a club out of his hair. A giant, I mean, it's not a giant club, but it's a good size It's a sizable club. one, and they, the way it's shot, it is clear this is meant to be a joke. They're not trying to imply that he could actually fit that in there. It could have been telescopic. How do you know? <laughs> Were you there? He didn't get to use it. Fair enough. That, that was really, really funny. Yes. But, of course, just like the knife, Leprechaun... Force pushes that right out of his hand, yeets it right out the right out the subway. Basically, a Sith Lord. You yes, just do that kind of stuff. <laughs> Doth Lep, <laughs> do it. Why didn't they do that in Leprechaun in Space? We don't talk about that movie. <laughs> we don't like. Let's just leave that one in the past and only talk about the fifth one now. <laughs> so Mac falls over, and Leprechaun's gonna come kill him. And but Mac Daddy follows rule number seventeen: never give up. Next thing you try might work. And another rule. Rule number 41, use your environment to your advantage. There's a steam pipe right there. Yeah, there's a steam pipe and there's this open uh, open port on it and the valve stem is right next to it. So he just turns it on and Lep gets uh, shot back by the hot steam. Smart. He lands on a board, which the medallion has is currently resting on. It launches the medallion in the air and it lands perfectly around Lep's neck. In the most dramatic fashion. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. You know... <laughs> He'll, he's going to think that he's some kind of child of destiny now because there's no way this should happen. And now we're back into a Lord of the Rings movie because this is just like the ring landing on Frodo's finger <laughs> yep. in, in the prancing pony. I see you. <laughs> Sauron. So basically what I'm saying is that Lord of the Rings stole this from Leprechaun 5. You know, <laughs> Peter Lord of the Jackson, Rings, you hack frog. It was only a year later. He probably saw Lep 5. He's like, brilliant. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. <laughs> so we cut to... 2000, maybe yeah, 20 years later or so. And we meet our main heroes. We have Postmaster P, Stray Bullet, and Butch. And these three are all wannabe rappers. But they don't rap about gangsta shit. <laughs> they rap about positivity. Postmaster yeah. P, because he's delivering a positive message. Postmaster P, who I'm just going to call Post. Yeah. He's our kind of heroic type, good guy. Uh, Stray Bullet's kind of the guy who wants to be famous and rich at any cost. And Butch is their nerdy DJ friend. Yeah, he's the nerdy sidekick who's just happy to be included, but contributes mightily. Mightily. And looks way too much like Dustin yeah, from this Stranger is Dustin. Things. He looks ex- exactly like it's Dustin. It's the chubby face, the gap tooth, and the hair. And the personality. Yes. He's both nerdy. It's, it was weird watching this. I'm like, Dustin, what, what are you doing in the hood, man? You know, I wasn't sure if either of you caught on, caught on to it, but about... Ten minutes after seeing him, I just finally said it, and Ryan's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I just hadn't gotten around to it yet. I had not been thinking it, but I was so happy after you said it. So <laughs> anyone out there who's watching along or just finished watching it, yeah, we were thinking of Dustin the whole time we watched this movie. <laughs> so Butch accidentally blows up the stage they're doing an audition on uh, to get into this music competition that's going to be in Las Vegas, and this takes place in Los Angeles. So Butch somehow accidentally blows up the stage they're on in their speakers. <laughs> Not Butch's best moment in the film. No. In fact, probably his worst. 
It probably is his worst, other than coming back into the frame. Yes. The the guys who are running the audition are like, all right, you know, you good job blowing up the set. You can come back and do another one once you get your equipment fixed. Now get the hell out of here. Then we get the longest long take, I think, in history. <laughs> they set up the camera at one end of an alley, set the actors at the other end, and just had them walk and have a whole conversation without changing the camera angle. Hey, cinematography is expensive. <laughs> it, it, it's a lot of work to move a camera. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of heavy. It's a little, yeah, it's just, you know, we'll just leave it there and we can just film one scene in one take. I mean, they were probably filming it on their razors. I don't know why they couldn't just follow along. <laughs> With how flat the cinematography was in this film, I wouldn't be shocked. This whole thing was actually just a low-budget Motorola commercial. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they need money to get their equipment fixed, and they have no money. They're broke. So they have this shitty guitar that they try, they, they, they forge Jimi Hendrix's signature on to try and sell... <laughs> By the way, this is entirely pad. This obviously contributed to nothing except for introducing the pawn shop. Uh, and Mr. Chow's and Miss Yeah. Because first they go to a pawn shop run by a guy named Jackie D, who's like, yeah, bunch of bullshit. Get out of here. <laughs> and then they go to another shop. I don't think it's a pawn shop. I think it's just a short it's, store. I, I think it's a liquor store. Was I it a think. liquor store? Yeah, because later on when they go back, there's a giant neon beer sign. Hmm. Well, uh, Mr. Chow, who's a little racist, kicks them out as well. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, entirely pad. It introduces two cannon fodder characters mm -hmm. and could have been cut. But I, I love them. I'm glad we got them because they both have a funny moment in the movie. That they is... do, and it was character development for our three protagonists. So they walk next to Mac Daddy's studio place? I don't know. He, he's a gangster rap producer now because he's super rich and successful because of the flute. Do you want to explain how yeah. the flute works right now? So when you use the flute, it kind of hypnotizes people. And if you use it for musical performances, like people will fall in love with your music no matter how shitty it is. Yeah. I, I don't think it's music specific. The way that I took it was like it will make the audience captive and receptive to you. That's, that, that's kind of how I – Sure. Um, but like while you're playing it, it's like full-on hypnosis. But that, afterwards, they kind of have a predisposition, like a softened – and almost like a likeness toward you where they're like, you know what? I, I dig it. I'm in the moment. That's kind of what I was thinking because you never hear the flute in any of the musical performances. And later on, they even go out of their way to point out you can't record the sound. Mm -hmm. So I think it just makes them a captive audience. And then because they're under that spell, they love your music or they do. They just love whatever you're doing. Sure. It's like, it's, it's like a performer's dog whistle kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, very useful. I would like to have one of these. But Mac Daddy is very successful now. Stray Bullet convinces him to give them an audition. Hold on, hold on. I need to pause you. Ryan, if you use that flute, I know exactly what you do. You'd be like, come all, come one. Freddy's Dead is the greatest movie ever. And everyone would be like, you know what? Yeah. You know what? He's got a point. Yeah, it is. And I would be like, nothing has changed in my life. <laughs> Literally everything's the same. Jordan would be like, you still have hypnosis left. What's, what's, what's this magic flute? And then for Jordan, I'd be like, and Dream Child is great. Fuck off. Gotcha. So he brings them to his place and he, uh, he listens to their music. And he's like, it's not great. It's not the worst. Yeah, I'll sign you. But you got to be gangster rappers now. Post doesn't like this. Yeah, because he's trying to deliver a positive message. Yes. And Mac Daddy style of gangster rap is not that. It's about shooting your homies in the face. And Uzis. And, and all that shit. And blowing people and... up, getting bitches. Yep. I'm too well, white for this. Yeah. So it was Stray is down because he's willing to sell out. Um, sure. But Postmaster P is not. Dude. Okay. Sell out. Make a couple of albums that you don't want to make, and then do what you want and make the big money. I will say his choice not to sell out here 
is almost foreshadowing, uh, or not foreshadowing, but it will put on display character development later on the movie because he's following the rule. He's following rule of 44. He's not getting greedy. So this is actually, in a weird way, a form of character development because eventually he's going to get greedy, but he's not greedy right now. But he's not in a horror movie right now. This is the perfect time to get greedy. <laughs> fair, fair point. It's not that Post is a bad character because of this trade. <laughs> right. He's, you know, it gives him depth. Sell out, but, dude. Yeah, and on, hey, sell you, out. you say this podcast is teaching you how to survive horror movies and how to survive life. Maybe. Maybe. There's a maybe in there. Fair enough. At this point, do not follow Rule 44. <laughs> Get greedy, man. Sell it out. So speaking of following rules, something I do need to point out here. Mac Daddy has Leprechaun's petrified form with the necklace on display in his office. Probably not smart to just keep it behind glass, but genius to bring it with where no one can accidentally free him and then you're on the chopping block again. Yeah, yeah I, when I was doing my like directors to cut commentary, because when you watch a Leprechaun movie, you don't watch it silently, no. like on the edge of your seat. <laughs> so like when the necklace landed on Leprechaun's neck, I'm like, oh, you got to do something with that. I was so happy that he did something with that. <laughs> he did. And it, yeah, it's basically, it's on display in like a museum style box. We talked after the movie. Personally, I would have either put it under the building or put it in a locked room in a safe bury him in the foundation of your building tell tell no one where it is so he could have done more but hey props he he saw a potential issue and he took action yes has mac daddy even seen jumanji he could have just thrown some cement shoes on this guy and tossed him in the ocean and made it some other person's (laughs) problem but then the water would have lifted the necklace oh there there are workarounds (laughs) encase him in cement yeah can can we can we can we cement the necklace to the stone left Let's try it. <laughs> just some, just some uh, gorilla glue or something. Like, there are ways waterproof just, gorilla glue. Just flex tape it. Yeah, get some tape, tape it up, and then just slap that on there. <laughs> now that's a lot of damage. So Mac Daddy kicks him out when uh, Post doesn't want to sell out. So Stray comes up with the idea, like, hey, let's just rob Mac Daddy and get, get him back, and we'll use the money, and we'll be good. Yeah, they're kind of out of options. They don't, they haven't been able to get money any other way. They need this new equipment, like, now. So they're like, fuck it, let's just rob the man. And they think he won't call the cops because some of the stuff's probably stolen. Okay, yeah, but he could come after you. You, you <laughs> pointed out how he's a, a gangster and a pimp. Like, this man does not rely on the police. Yeah, he will come after He's you. He's got connections. So, I mean, yeah, there's rule number four, don't be a menace, but I think this more closely falls underneath rule 32. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. If you rob someone who is, like, king of their own empire, who's got connections to some really shady people, ah, that's that's a stupid game. And you know what? This comes back later when they're on the run from him, and they say, where can we go? He knows everybody in the city. You dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> Rob someone else. <laughs> Literally, rob the pawn shop guy. <laughs> yeah, rob Jackie D. Come on. <laughs> rob Chow. He was a little racist. Trained Butcher down, uh, but uh, Post, you know, no, he's not going to do it. I applauded him here. You know, smart move. Yeah. And then he does it. <laughs> yeah, dumb move. Next scene. He does it in the most hilarious way where it, we pass on time. Butch and Stray are getting ready, and then they see someone coming in the dif- distance. They're like, yo, who's that? And then just literally just dissolve to... To post being closer twice. They dissolve again to him being close enough to talk to, and then they're finally talking to him. It's it's a pain to move a camera, okay? You know, who who's time to go get close up? This is we didn't have enough film, okay? <laughs> one take, one shot. Don't mess up your lines. So they go to Rob Mac Daddy's house, who walks in on them mid robbery. 
Can you wait until he wasn't home? They are the worst criminals they're ever. They're very bad at I mean, this. they're good at spreading positivity. They've never done something yeah. like this before. <laughs> so something interesting to note, too, here. In a, like, lockbox on his desk, Mac Daddy has Leprechaun's gold. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that weird that he would have taken that after he just didn't care about anything but the flute. Sold it? Maybe. Yeah. Why would you hold on to that? But Butch, I almost called him Dustin, actually. <laughs> um, Butch, in the previous scene, was obsessed with Leprechaun and, like, really wanted the necklace. So he sets fucking explosives on the case to blow it up and grab the necklace, which, of course, brings Leprechaun back. But even before that, Mac walks in and post accidentally shoots him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> like, with after he gets distracted yeah. from the explosion. Yeah, the explosion yeah. goes off, startles Post, Post fires. You know, shoots Mac. Mac lives because he's got, like, a gold piece that it, the bullet hits. He should probably uh, do the old uh, Rule 6 double tap. Because yeah. Mac's going to spend the entire movie coming after you now. I can see where they had bigger fish to fry in that immediate moment. He didn't mean to shoot the guy. And then there was a supernatural rampaging monster. Yes, and at this point, Leprechaun does attack and does the, the famous line... And hand me gold, you thieving hoods. You have more loot than Tiger Woods. You mentioned they should have double tapped. They do. They oh. unload on the Leprechaun here. Yeah, stray in and post. They fire every bullet they have at Leprechaun and literally blow them to pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, this is this is the right move. You took the shot and you double tapped. You triple tapped. You quadruple tapped. Rule and six. so on and so on and Rule so 22, on. Rule 22, take the shot. Unfortunately, you're in a supernatural horror movie. But you know what? This is a perfectly good first try. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they run away, rule 11, get out. Get out! Yeah, yeah. So, so far, we're doing okay. A lot of competent characters in this movie so far, because even Mac Daddy, like, 20, 30 years ago, was very competent. Yep. He just walked into a bullet here. You know what he do? But yeah, rule number one, you guys are in a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, you might be in a horror movie. In fairness, they think it might be over, but now they're in, like, a, a, a revenge movie. Yeah. Uh, well, they think that might be over, too. Now, now you know. Oh, they, yeah, they think they, they, um, they were in a short film. Yeah. Okay, even take the leprechaun out, say that never happened, say the explosions went off, distracted Mac Daddy, distracted Post, and Mac Daddy accidentally gets shot. Say he did die there. He's still the king of the underworld of this town. Who's going to come after him for after these people for revenge? Yeah, this could be just an action so thriller. So you should still be in a horror-esque situation, but you're right, it could be an action thriller. Yeah. Either way, leave town. People yes. die in action thrillers. Yes, they do. They do. An, a- some, an action thriller is somebody's horror movie. Mm-hmm. This is not how to survive an action thriller, but sometimes it might be. Sometimes it blends together. Leprechaun regenerates as Mac wakes up from being hit, and Mac's just like, oh, shit, and runs out. (laughs) He also falls real up and get up. Yeah, but he understands. Yeah, he knows he's in trouble. So Mac runs down to a bar that we spent a lot of time at in this movie to call in his bodyguard to bring in a bunch of guns. Good. (laughs) Smart. So he goes to the bathroom to smoke some weed and calm his nerves, and Leprechaun's there. A friend with weed is a friend indeed. So Mac just hands over the joint. And like, oh, peace tree. And we do know from watching the other... Uh, Ice-T does not know this. You know, Mac Daddy does not know this. But you can bargain with a leprechaun. Especially if it involves a leprechaun getting their gold back. And that's the deal. Get my gold back or I'll kill you. By the way, I'm also going to rip off your finger because you have a gold ring on. Next to the finger. <laughs> Honestly, he's lived a pretty good two decades. I think a finger is an okay price to pay. 
to live, I would give up a finger to live. Yeah. The other choice is death. Yeah. Horrific death at the hands of the leprechaun. Yeah. I will give up a finger. And, and you know what? Mac Daddy does a pretty good job here just kind of faking it until he makes it. You know, he still kind of wants to kill the leprechaun. I get it. He's a pretty proud guy, and he just got humiliated in a bathroom in a bar. But you know what? You just got to put that shit on lockdown until you are a safe distance away. Or you have the medallion. Or you have the medallion. Yeah. <laughs> So Leprechaun leaves the bathroom and the bartender's just like, you're one ugly motherfucker or something like that. <laughs> leprechaun isn't even paying this man any attention until he calls the Leprechaun ugly. Yeah, fucking rude, dude. This is straight up a callback to Leprechaun 2 when the barista, after uh, Leprechaun was basically unconscious and drunk after a really long night of drinking with a, it was like a con man, Irish man or yep. whatever, and... He was just drinking coffee to sober up, and the barista was mean to him for no reason. He's like, you know what? You weren't on my hit list, you know? But you are now. Yeah, it's a real Arya Stark moment. It's a real Arya Stark moment. <laughs> Except uh, Leprechaun does not wait. <laughs> it's probably a better Arya Stark moment than her last few, few appearances in the last season. <laughs> That's fair. So... Uh, Lep just like pushes him over and the bartender gets up and tries to hit him with a, like a, a mic stand. You know, sure, I guess. But honestly, you're still not really in the right to attack this guy. Because so far, all that's happened is someone has come out of your bathroom, you've insulted them, and now you're trying to physically assault them. Yeah, rule number four, don't be a menace. Yeah. And uh, rule number nine, be careful what you say and how you say it. In this <laughs> case, don't say anything. Yeah, there's no reason. And you know what? If there were two guys in the bathroom, that's their business. They're done now. That's the other thing, too. Right before Leprechaun comes out, this bartender has to have noticed Mac Daddy running out with a bloody hand. Let it go. It's leaving your establishment. Just move on. This seems like a nice tall glass of not your problem. Yes. So Leprechaun just electrocutes the bartender to death. And in in another Darth Leprechaun moment. Very, very very Darth Lep. The Sith Lord Darth Lep. Do it. Okay, so the, our boys, go. they go to see Jackie D, and they sell all their loot to get a bunch of equipment. And $550. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Post plays with his flute, and it hypnotizes everybody, but he doesn't really notice. So we go to the next scene, where the exact same thing happens at uh, uh, Chow's. Where Chow's doing some awesome dance moves. It, it, this was uncomfortable to watch. And they just buy some party supplies, because they're, they're going to throw a party that night, which we never really go to. <laughs> We're just outside of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we're outside of it. They do establish that it happened. The viewers of this movie are not cool enough to go to this party. No. <laughs> I mean, look at us. We're spending our Saturday night watching Leprechaun in the hood. Yes, and podcasting. That's better it. than most parties I've been to. Fair enough. Like, Fair we, enough. Should, we should stop pretending that parties are really that fun. <laughs> you know, I I kind of agree. <laughs> I've, I've, I've thought of this since uh, my first house party after turning 21. It's like, okay... This isn't fun anymore. I'm just going to go to a bar now. <laughs> okay, bye. So, Leprechaun confronts Jackie D, who has a katana on him for some reason. Why not? Yeah, lock and load, I guess. Um, you know, Leprechaun's pretty reasonable here. Like, hey, you have me gold. Give it back. Or I'll kill you. <laughs> now, I will defend pawn shop owner a little bit, because if you own a pawn shop, you're going to meet some characters. This guy is not only a character, but he's dressed like a character. So he's just like... No. Get, get fucked. Yeah, this, this isn't a Halloween. Trick or treat your ass on out of here. <laughs> so, like, yeah, he could have been nice about it. But, like, when you've got to deal with characters, like, it's just like that old gruff bartender who's just not having it, right? Exactly. And, I mean, this is a uh, a pawn shop in the seedier part of L.A. I guarantee he gets attempted robberies almost every day. Yeah. Look, there, That's why he has a katana. Yeah. <laughs> for for self-defense. Why not a gun? <laughs> Guns would be better. Because uh, this is Jackie D. He's flashier <laughs> than a gun. <laughs> 
So Jackie D is driving away, and he runs into his ex. His ex named Jackie C. Which was only for comedic effect. This is bonkers. I don't know. I I don't know anything about what this is. But she's like seducing him. And they're just like making out on his car. And Leprechaun is like in the trunk hiding, just listening, and gets Jackie C to kill him somehow. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm skipping ahead here. The shot was identical to when we saw him in the safe later. Yep, I noticed and, that. And uh, Jackie C is acting a lot like those zombie. What are they called? Fly again? girls. The zombie. zombie fly the girls. zombie fly girls. So I'm assuming that's what happened. So there. he went and got. He tracked down Jackie D's ex. What? And they didn't even show the kill. We just kind of hear it. Yeah, you hear it happen while Leprechaun just kind of sits in his undisclosed location and giggles. And what's weird is that there was a better way to do this. Not that I'm a better expert on the Leprechaun franchise than the people who wrote this movie, but Leprechaun <laughs> but Leprechaun can shapeshift. Or he can disguise himself. Yep. We saw it in the second movie. when he the dis- fourth. Yeah. We've seen it multiple times. He can be other people. So all they needed to do was like, because they showed her, they showed Jackie C's face like half leprechaun. So you wouldn't have needed to go any further than that and just fine, implied the kill. You didn't even need to show him in the trunk. It was completely superfluous. It, it served no purpose. I don't understand. This is how not to edit a movie. This Yes. Low budget or not, there's really no excuse for this. No. Because it... it, it Kind of took me out of the scene a little bit. Granted, it was a a really uncomfortable and awkward scene, but it still took me out of it. Like, why are we doing this? So Jackie E's dead, and I don't really have any rule violations for him. No, No. he was being a good shop owner. I guess maybe, like, and this is a stretch, you don't take the gold from the people who just tried to hawk off a fake Jimi Hendrix guitar to you because it might have come from a bad place. Yeah, most pawn shop owners will tell you they don't take stolen goods, and uh, these people were in yesterday trying to hawk off something that it was fraud yeah um i'm not trusting anything they ever bring in again yeah i guess it's a little bit of rule 24 trust no one everybody's a suspect a little bit but uh, we are looking for something here because there's nothing and there's there's not this is a whole bunch of nothing Uh, this is the low point of the movie because just in terms of technical level because just like what the fuck happened? Yeah. and Because I don't know. And by the way, do we assume that Leprechaun got his gold back then? Did he like go I into the shop so. and get the gold? Because they never so. show it. Well, yeah. the rest of the movie is him looking for the flute. So I guess I just kind of assumed he got the rest of his gold back, stashed it somewhere, and now he needs the last piece. Yeah. Classic Leprechaun movie. There's always one shilling, and this yep. time it's one flute. So the boys are hosting a party, even though they never go to the party. They're just on the roof. Butch and Stray went to the party. But we never see them inside the party. True, but they come out of yep. the party with drinks. They do. And they're just hanging out. Post feels really bad about killing Mac Daddy. Well, don't feel too bad, Post, because Mac Daddy's back! What? <laughs> and he, like, tries to shoot them. And he's like, well, give me the flute or I'm going to kill you. All right, I'm just going to kill you. But because he's missing a finger, he can't pull the trigger. <laughs> More comedy. <laughs> that I that was a good part. <laughs> so, you know what? Credit to them. They jump off the roof into a dumpster to get away. Yeah, they pulled a Sally. Yep. Right off the roof. Never go up. The next thing you try my work. <laughs> there might be a dumpster. There might not be, but there might be. So they, uh, they're, they're like, okay, we have to, we got a couple of days before we can like re-audition for Vegas and, and get out of here and go to Vegas. We just got to hide out for a couple of days. We'll, we'll just, we'll ca- a couch surf. Who's the one person Mac Daddy doesn't know in this neighborhood? A transgender woman named Miss Fontaine, who's not a great representation for a trans woman. No. Not, yikes. Not great representation. I... This is one of those things where some people would say, like, well, at least you got representation. 
yeah, but this was... Yeah. We're introduced to her, and she's just got... The first thing we see is she's got a dildo on her uh, coffee table. And it's like a fucking 15-inch dildo. It was huge. Yeah. Hey, whatever you're into, that's not why That's not why we're critiquing Fontaine. Yeah, she spends the whole her whole time in the movie just, like, hitting on anyone who comes near her. And that is her character. It's not great. She lets them stay with them for a hundred bucks, and she gets to watch the rehearsal they want to do. Okay. That's a good deal. Seems, seems like a fair deal. <laughs> seems like a fair deal. So Leprechaun visits Chow next and kills him. Don't really know why. I thought they paid cash for... The, uh, yeah, it, I was also confused. I think Leprechaun was like, oh, give me me flute. We, we didn't really touch on this. Leprechaun knows whenever the flute's being played. That's right. Yep. So maybe he has, like, geolocation on. Oh, yep. this is more Lord of the Rings, also a little bit of Pirates yep. of the Caribbean. Like, <laughs> the gold calls to me. The gold <laughs> calls to us. <laughs> leprechaun. Ring Wraith Leprechaun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Darth Ringwraith Leprechaun. Oh my god. All of these great movies that came out in the early 2000s, they all ripped off Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> so yeah, I think he knows when it's played and where it was played, but he doesn't necessarily have the ability to track it otherwise, sure. even though he can track the rest of his gold. And uh, he did posted played in this shop. So yes. that, okay, that makes some sense then. Uh, kills Chow. And then dismembers him and puts him in jars. Wholly unnecessary. Very. Rip Chow, I don't really have any rules for him yeah. either. And this don't be a racist stereotype. <laughs> yep. Don't be a menace. Don't be racist. Yeah, because Lep didn't even try to bargain with this guy, which was, again, kind of weird, because he bargains with everybody else. But whatever. We're, we're spending too much time on Chow already. Yep. No real rule break. So we have the re- rehearsal at uh, uh, Fontaine's place, Miss Fontaine's place, and they sound awful and get, like, booed out of the alley they're performing yeah, in. Yeah, they're in the alley with just Miss Fontaine, and a neighbor comes out, and he's like, I'm trying to sleep here. <laughs> it is nighttime. It's like the classic, like, in the city ruckus thing. Someone opens their window, hey, keep it down. You gone, kids? It's like if you were in the suburbs, it would be the old guy going, get off my lawn. So Post plays his flute, and then all of a sudden they're amazing, and everybody loves their music. Okay. (laughs) We're here now. So Post kind of has an idea that it's a magic flute. Eventually, Stray and Butch will believe that, too, but it takes a little bit of convincing with them. Sure, and that's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't believe a magic flute, either. No. Though there was a killer leprechaun after them earlier. Well, they didn't know that it was a leprechaun, though. Because you smell a killer little person. Yes. I mean, they are way too hyper-casual about everything that's already gone down. Like, they rebounded from killing Mac Daddy for trying to spread a positive message. It'd be one thing if you grew up in this environment, but they've rebounded like a well-inflated basketball. Like, it just, it, I just don't quite get it. So Leprechaun walks into the apartment because Post blew the flute. Now it makes sense. So he tracked him down. Miss Fontaine starts hitting on Leprechaun. Yeah. And just, like, brings him to her room. And they hear noises that kind of sound like sex no- The boys hear sex noises coming from the room. But I guess it's just Leprechaun killing Miss Fontaine by stealing something. I don't know. Miss Fontaine's dead. Let's move on. Yeah. This was whole... The whole thing was weird. Just bringing a rando into your bedroom? Like, she knows... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she literally just met Leprechaun and just, like, pulls him into her bedroom. So, like, I mean, this is definitely falls under, like, trust no one, but there's probably a better one Rule 18, Stranger Danger. Yeah, this is Stranger... Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yep, Stranger Danger. Let's move on. (laughs) So, the, the boys see Leprechaun in the apartment looking for the flute. They all hide out. Rule number one, you guys are really in a horror movie. You're in a supernatural horror movie. I think uh, I think Butch is saying that at this point, too, isn't he? Uh, he was talking about uh, Mac Daddy being, like, uh, of the metaphysical. Yes. Uh, he was the supernatural metaphysical uh, ghost come back for revenge. So, like, 
he kind of fell ass backwards into the right answer, but <laughs> right. like in the wrong the, way. It was leprechaun that my daddy. Right. <laughs> so like, honestly, good enough though. At least he's thinking outside the box mm-hmm. to try and come up with a solution. Oh, and he does because yeah. he managed to create a fire trap using some uh, bathroom chemicals or whatever and a, a heating pad. Yeah. They, just, just think Fire Rune from Skyrim. That's yep. basically what this was. They lure Leprechaun into the room and activate their trap card. <laughs> and, <laughs> and light Leprechaun on fire in a pretty cool fire stunt. Absolutely. Yeah. This is like, I think this is move of the film for Butch. Yeah, and probably yeah. the movie as a whole. This was awesome. Mm-hmm. Butch, early front runner for a Randy Meese Merit Badge. Yeah, and he, he's explaining his process the whole time, showing like, this dude's intelligent. Yeah, He's it, Dustin it a, from Stranger Things. It, yeah. it, it was a real Walter White moment. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm watching Breaking Bad right now, so like that's fresh on my mind. It, it's great. This is this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. And they just get the hell out of there. If they light him on fire, just Smart. Run, run away. Get out. Get out. So they decide they're going to hide out at a church, uh, get some sanctuary. But first they have to stop in and see Post's grandma and make sure she's okay. And just establishing some, that a grandma exists, I guess. Yeah, they're getting could, some uh, some soup with hot sauce, just the way they like it. You can cut that from the movie and nothing changes. See, this was actually... Um, no, uh, this is where Stray finally believes it's a magic flute. You could do that at the church. You could. This is true. But then you wouldn't get Butch, after he's been hypnotized, yelling that we need sanctuary. <laughs> so they go to the church, uh, and the reverend's like, all right, 50 bucks, and you guys have to sing at service today. Again, this is, so far, they're getting really good deals. Man, these guys could go backpacking around Europe with these sort of a negotiation <laughs> skills. The negotiations were short. <laughs> so they sing the song, and Stray keeps fucking up the lyrics. <laughs> trying to do with Jesus some loves me, this I know, if he don't get me a hoe, or yeah, something right. like that. If he don't, I'll find a hoe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so the the congregation is rightfully upset and starting to leave. So Post plays the flute, and the congregation suddenly loves this uh, anti-religious rap. Yeah, it's a very anti-religious rap. And Coolio shows up for some reason. <laughs> Hi, Coolio. Coolio? He shows up, says nothing, vibes for a bit, and then leaves the movie. He's in like three shots of the movie. Like two where he walks into the room and one where he's like kind of dancing. I like to imagine that he was on lot for something completely different. And he just walked by the set and they're like, quick, quick, get some shots of him. Like, well, he's just not. like, wait, what's going on in here? Because well, that's like, the exact look on his face. Cause, cause, <laughs> I, I don't know if like Ice-T and Coolio are friends, but maybe you just like visiting him on set that day. Maybe. And they're like, hey, you want to be, we're, we're filming something right now. Do you want to be in the back? He's that's like, probably the most likely answer. <laughs> All I'm saying, though, we don't know why Coolio was here. But I don't here. think Coolio knew why Coolio was there. <laughs> From the look on his face, I don't think he knew either. It's not paradise. <laughs> so after service, Mac Daddy arrives at the church. So the boys all go hide upstairs in another amazing scene where they do like a Scooby-Doo, like, hey, no, we're good, we're good. And then Leprechaun's there, and they do the classic, ah! <laughs> yeah. It, like, I can't explain it with words. It's, but it's straight out of Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay, yeah, it's straight out of Scooby-Doo, and the next thing we see is them running... Into the hall from the room. I half expected them to go in a door and come out another door. <laughs> yeah. Full cartoon here. Very Freddy's dead. Yes. Very. But then Mac Daddy shows us to block their escape. So Mac's going to shoot them or have his bodyguard shoot them, I suppose, because Mac's missing a finger. Um, Which obviously means he can't fire a gun with his other three perfectly good fingers. But he does at the end of the movie. He does. Character development. <laughs> You gotta relearn a lot. Learn of, from past events. They, some people have to relearn how to walk, you know? It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting a gun, not quite like riding a bike. Not quite like riding a bike. So Post, like, starts stalling and 
basically starts getting uh, Mac to talk shit about Leprechaun. What, what about the Leprechaun? What are you going to do with him? <laughs> well, he's right behind you. Yeah, like, I'm going to fall for that. Bodyguard, kill them. And Leprechaun just blows a hole in the bodyguard's chest. Really cool kill. Okay, you guys know the Leprechaun series better than I do, clearly. Why, why can he just blow holes in people at random? Stonehenge magic bullshit. Okay. <laughs> so Mac just runs away. That's fair. Get out. Yeah. And this is when uh, Jordan said, Mac Daddy, he makes some really good decisions, and he makes a lot of bad decisions. He does. He was a roller coaster. Like, after the cold open, I was immediately saying, like, okay, contender for the Randy Meeks merit badge. And then he does some stupid shit later, and then I'm thinking, okay, maybe not. Maybe he's a pleb. <laughs> and then and then he does some really smart shit. Dude's a roller coaster. Dude's a roller coaster. <laughs> and if, before we forget, uh, Mac Daddy wants the flute back, too, because it's the key to all of his success. Yeah, yeah. He, if he doesn't have the flute, people won't like his music, I guess. This is why if you ever come into a lot of money, don't spend it extravagantly. Save it, because you never know when you're going to be out of the money. Truth. So the Reverend opens the door to figure out what the heck's going on, perfectly saving the the boys. They they hide inside and like the leprechauns trying to slam down the door, and they they do a little trick. They they put a safe in front of the door, let him in. He runs into the safe and they shut it behind him. Okay, you guys told me during this scene that this was established in other films. Leprechaun two. Leprechaun two. How the fuck do they know this? I think it's a lucky guess. I think it's a lucky guess. Just get him in this safe and lock him in, yep. and maybe he'll maybe not- he can't get out. Yeah, because it's an iron safe. Yeah, iron rod enough. safe, which is that's what that exact same thing happened in Leprechaun too. Mm. And then he starts pounding on the state safe. So uh, post and stray, lock and load with a giant cross and a statue of the Mother Mary. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, use your environment. Jesus would want you to use the cross to save yourself. So now that that problem's taken care of, right? They're safe. They're out of the horror movie, right? Leprechaun's in the safe. Not, no, not a problem anymore. I mean, Mac Daddy's still out there. Mac Daddy's still a problem, but they realize everyone wants this flute. So what if we just record us playing it, and then we can play it, and then, you know, magic people um, into liking our music, and then we get the flute back. It's very entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. It's clever. Unfortunately, magic bullshit, you can't record it. Yeah. Can't wish for more wishes. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad they thought of this. That's something that someone would be like, po- someone's going to poke for plot holes in Leprechaun 5. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, they, 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 they wrote that in. I like it. Fair enough. So the plan is they're going to go to get their audition, go to Vegas, win the money. They'll split it four ways with the fourth going to the Reverend if he stays, guards Leprechaun until they get back, and then they will figure out how to kill him. Pretty good plan. Unfortunately, they didn't plan for zombie fly girls. We didn't either because we didn't know about them. Yeah, and it was not established at all. And Leprechaun's like, this seems like a job for my zombie fly girls. And we're just like, what? Guess they're on call. Did I, did I hear you right? <laughs> zombie fly girls? Is that what you said? And I don't really know why they're fly girls. I think it's literally just because they're cool. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, that's, I think, the implication. Uh, but all, we, all I know is that now Leprechaun 5 is a Charlie's Angels movies as well. So what is going on here? Because at the very end of the movie, there is a, a kind of almost a post-credit scene or during the credit scene where Leprechaun is in the bar that we were in earlier in the movie. He sings a rap and hypnotizes three scantily clad women, and they have green eyes, and they will do whatever he says. I just realized when they were playing the flute earlier in the film, we cut to Leprechaun who's just asleep between three women. Are those his, Is it the same women? Yes. Okay. 
they tried to establish I it. I bet I know when it happened. Right after he killed the bartender, I bet he hopped up on stage. I think they, you're right. They just cut it to the end. I think you're right. And that's when Lep does his famous song, Lep in the Hood, Come to Do No Good, which is just terrible. It's awful. Lep in the Hood, Come to Do No Good. Lep in the Hood, Come to Do No Good. But that plays at the end of the movie, and this is when he hypnotizes the girls. This was supposed to be earlier in the movie, and for whatever reason, they cut it out and put it at the end. There's a critical story element in that scene. Yes. Why would you do this? It actually does close a lot of holes. Like, I mentioned, like, okay, Leprechaun's just in a strip club now when that scene came up. If this would have been in the appropriate place, that wouldn't have been a problem. Yep. The way that it came across for me, again, we're, we're, we're sitting here now poking holes in the plot of Leprechaun 5, <laughs> one second after we applauded them for, like... <laughs> Flex taping one plot. <laughs> now that's a lot of damage. But like, I, I felt like there was like a, a a red phone connection directly to Hades. Like Leprechaun and Hades, and then he's like, yo, Hades, my guy, why don't you send me some zombie fly girls? I got myself locked in a safe. And then Hades is like, again? We can't keep going through this Leprechaun. Like every four movies? Come on. You gotta be better. So the zombie fly girls show up and off screen they let Leprechaun out of the safe and one of them just starts working on like seducing the reverend who gets real creepy real yeah, fast. Yeah, I got some Catholic church vibes from this guy at this yep. point. Come my child. <laughs> oh. I'm gifted in touch but I, uh, I'm talented in tongues. <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah. <sighs> Just because you can write it and it's clever doesn't mean you should. There's there's a Jeff Goldblum like just because you can doesn't mean you should. So two things for the Reverend. His job was to guard the leprechaun. Rule number two, constant vigilance. Rule number three, do your damn job. Rule number four, don't be a menace. Yeah. Um Well and I wanna go a step further. The Reverend should have just been like, um, no. No, I don't wanna guard your leprechaun. Take it with you. I'm not doing this. Yeah. So, like, maybe... Rule 44, don't get greedy. Like, yeah, maybe, I was going to say, it's don't get greedy because they did offer him, like, half the money or something quarter like of the money. that. Or a quarter of the money. So, like, whatever. I, I get it, but... They do establish the greed, though. Yes, they do. With, uh, with them paying him to stay, and then when he's passing the collection plate around telling you to dig deep and not be cheap. But the fly girls had already let Leprechaun out, so he sneaks up behind him and punches through his chest, basically, and kills a the really Reverend. good effect. Yeah. It's yeah. where the budget went. Yes. Yeah. And Coolio's downset. <laughs> <laughs> so Stray, uh, Butch, and a Post, they all go to their audition, which they nail because they have the flute. And they're going to the next round of, uh, they're going to the finals of Vegas. So they had the success, right? It's great. Zombie Fly Girls and Leprechaun show up. Oh, no. But Stray has a gun. He took the Reverend's gun, which he had underneath his, like, uh, pop, uh, podium. Or, like, lectern. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, how'd you know about my gun? Everyone knows about your gun. <laughs> you ain't so sneaky. Look, you, you run a, a church in the seedier part of it, of uh, L.A. Why not? Probably yeah. should have a gun. So Stray tries to pull the gun on him and shoot him, but magic bullshit. Lep makes him fire in the air. And then, might be the best directed scene of the movie, he points, makes... Straight point his gun straight at Butch's face and holds it there. It's like, easy, give me the flute, or I paint the walls red with his blood. And it's actually kind of intense. Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a good scene. Good and scene. It's, it's well acted. Mm -hmm. Everyone's kind of brought their A game. I, I like it. Yeah. This was good, even though we can see that they're clearly on a set and yeah. the walls don't go quite yeah, high so enough. At, at one point, the camera tilts up to show the zombie flag girls coming in, and you can see the edge of the set. And then I noticed when uh, Leprechaun comes in through the door, it almost looks like they didn't dress the set beyond the door. Because they probably didn't. 
<laughs> hey, setting is expensive. <laughs> it's expensive to put things in places. <laughs> Post gives up the flute. But then Lep talks some mad shit. And he's like, hey, you were this close to being a star. Now you're nothing. Bye, bitch. Yeah, t- Lep talks mad shit. But like I mentioned earlier, he, he's a man of his word here. You, you gave him the flute. He lets Stray drop the gun. And he's about to just fuck off. Give it back and live. Honestly, this is a really great deal, Howie. You should probably take the deal. <laughs> you don't need to go for the million-dollar case. You've been, you've been handed the, well, it's the $1 case with some real great memories to go with it, but you've got your life, man. Yep. But Post takes the takes the button cover and slams it shut and says, no deal. No deal, Howie. <laughs> Rule 31, put your ego aside. He yeah. rushes Leprechaun. Who freezes him. Yep. And then Lep turns on Stray, makes him put the gun to his own head, and shoots Stray. Stray's dead. Straight out of Children of the Corn 6. Yep. But this was better. This was better. This is better than Children of the Corn 6. Most movies are. Most movies are better than Children of the Corn 6. So Stray, you know, he was a menace. He did the whole robbery thing that kicked this in motion. That was his idea. Beyond that, Stray was pretty good. This, at the end here, not his fault. This was Post's fault. I don't know how much else for Stray. What do you guys think? Mm. No, I mean, other than being a menace, which got them into this whole mess, um, but in a vacuum drop into this moment, he was willing to put the ego aside. He's like, you know, give him the flu, which I mean, it's easy to say when you're the one who's being like telekinetically bound by a small leprechaun or whatever. He recognized they were outmatched. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, negotiated-ish. He didn't mess up the negotiations. He was out. Yeah. And then post-ruined it and got him killed. I guess yeah. beyond that, I mean, of our three protagonists, he is by a mile the least likable. Sure. But being a dick isn't illegal. No. So. And he wasn't like as big of a dick as the uh, the bartender. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So he was a little brash, very unlikable, but overall did, did okay. Fairly confident. In terms of the rules, yeah, we're... Yeah. There's very little here. Yeah. The end of Stray. It's, it's kind of a sad moment, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, it's rare that I ever feel anything in a slasher movie when someone dies. Like, I felt a little twinge here. I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, good job, Leprechaun 5. <laughs> so I leave Stray's body in his car, and Butch is like, yeah, dude, it's over. Let's just go get on with our lives, I guess, at this point. Yep. Yes, excellent. <laughs> Thank Out- you, Butch. Outstanding move. <laughs> so this this is where I like, I, I was planning on this this part of the movie. So I like to grade characters in their horror movie performance based on three things. Avoiding a horror movie, escaping a horror movie, defeating a horror movie. And you can judge everyone on, on their different actions based on their motives. They have escaped a horror movie. They could make, like, the guy at the beginning of Leprechaun 3 right now pay $20 in gas and get the heck out of Dodge. And, in fact, maybe they want to go to Vegas instead of get out of Vegas. But, like, they're out. They're out. They, they're done. They're not in a horror movie anymore, really, yeah. if they don't want to. I mean, they're in a revenge movie still with Mac Daddy, but... But now Le- that Leprechaun's got his flute, it, he's probably going to be taking Mac Daddy's attention. Right. So yeah. this is a good opportunity to cut and run. Yes. Yeah, this is a very uh, Freddy versus Jason moment. Like, hey, let's bring those two together. They'll fight. We'll leave. Exactly. So exactly. every everything that happens at this is a blatant break of Rule 44 for me because they're getting greedy. I don't know if it's due to revenge or due to wanting to be big and getting the flute back, whatever. It's not said but i like to think it's revenge you know he killed their friend right i I understand that because they did say like oh he died for nothing but it it does also feel like postmaster p is starting to sell out this is that character development where at the beginning he wouldn't sell out but if he would have maybe they wouldn't be here right now and it's happening anyway so like there is a little bit of a competent subplot going on here (laughs) or character development there's some writing in this movie yes 
a script was written. Yes. I don't know about those previous Leprechaun films. I don't know if there was a script. <laughs> uh, four, definitely not. They just put Warwick Davis in a costume and do let him something. Run around. <laughs> Here's an alien set. Do something. We're here to have fun. But we didn't. <laughs> so then we get a bunch of dream sequences. Leprechaun shows up at the grandma's house and she's force feeding him and pokes out his eye. Yeah. Bunch of dreams. Uh, stray bullet haunting post dreams. Uh, meanwhile, Lep is getting more girls, and I, I don't like this. Either a recruiting more zombie fly girls, or not the implication. B fucking them to death. Is yeah, that's the, the implication. Let's not talk about that anymore. Agree. Suppose he's gonna go after Leprechaun, and Butch shows up. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna help you go after Leprechaun." No, don't do it. Butch, you were out. <laughs> you were both out. Stop it. <laughs> Get out. Supernatural Leprechauns involved, and for that reason. I'm out. <laughs> Bye-bye. Their plan is because Leprechaun is, has been seen bringing women upstairs, they're going to go undercover as women. <laughs> Dress and drag, get close to Leprechaun, and give him some four-leaf clover-laced weed. Another 10,000 IQ move from Butch here. <laughs> He's going to get some, some weed that'll, that'll zap Leprechaun of his powers, and they can get the flute back. And they use the same weed to break the spell on the zombie fly girls. Yes, that, that worked great. They, so they get all dressed up and in drag. Didn't expect this in a Leprechaun movie. Except it literally happened in the last Leprechaun movie. <laughs> That's right. It did happen. It doesn't happen. I'm noticing a trend. And it, what, what's funny is, Derek, you said uh, that a Postmaster P is way more intimidating in a red dress and blonde wig. He absolutely yeah. is. So the entire film before here, he's been wearing like baggy t-shirts and hoodies and shit. Now you see his biceps and they're fucking huge. And if you have a guy who's dressing like a woman who's that ripped and is willing to do that, that is someone you do not mess with. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> so he does look intimidating in drag, which again, isn't something I was expecting to see in Leprechaun 5, but honestly, I think that image... Because it's like the low camera angle kind of pointing up at him. That'll probably be the one that sticks in my head from Leprechaun 5 is our protagonist dressed in drag in like the skinny red dress, the blonde wig with 45 in his hand. Ain't nothing but a hip hop thing. So they go, Post smokes weed with the zombie fly girls, and now they're out of the spell. Okay. And they just tell him where Lep is now. So they go upstairs, which is like, hey, got another girl for you. And it's gross. It's a, I, I like to think... Uh, Leprechaun was trying to tell us about Epstein. Or Jeffrey uh, or, uh, Weinstein. Uh, Weinstein. Weinstein, thank you. Yeah. Or both. Or both, yeah. Post gives him the weed. Great. And then is like, all right, you're going to grab your head and bring it down to my crotch a little bit there. And luckily, before anything bad happens, Lep passes the weed, the out. weed kicks in. The four-leaf clover weed kicks in. Yikes. <laughs> Not great. Yeah. A lot of this movie wasn't great. This is why it's fourth out of five. <laughs> But they get the flute. They're they're home free. They're going out down the elevator. They're Which, leaving the, the bar. Which, by the way, no, we need to criticize them for leaving the unconscious leprechaun body. Try and do something else. I know yeah. that you've tried, but like, dismemberment's always good. Okay, so when Butch was talking about the four leaf clover weed, he specifically said that being near a four leaf clover would sap the leprechaun of his powers. Sounds like a really good time to try shooting him again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good call. Put the four-leaf clovers in his mouth. We've seen this work before. They wouldn't mm-hmm. have, but... Rule 29, no half measures. No more half measures, Walton. Yeah. Put him back in a safe. He's got no fly girls anymore. Yeah. Do something instead of just running away. Yeah. But as they're leaving, Mac Daddy shows up and shoots Butch three times. Butch dies in a dress. Butch dies in a dress. Pouring out for Butch. 
Is there um, pussy in heaven? <laughs> is there pussy in heaven? That's his line. Oh, we never talked about how Butch's uh, in defining character trait is that he's a virgin. He's a nerdy virgin. <laughs> it's like they kept trying to def like they kept trying to use that to define him, but I don't think that's what any of us really no talk. no yeah. I completely forgot about it we until like, now. This guy's awesome. <laughs> watching yeah. watching it through the horror movie rules lens, like Butch was the only one who had a single clue about what was going on so, and was doing anything about it. So Butch, yeah, he came back into the horror movie when he should know. Yeah. They didn't put down Lep, but that's not why he died. He died because he just got shot. Yeah. I guess we should probably give him Don't Be a Menace 2 because he was helping rob Mac Daddy. Yep. And frankly, if he wouldn't have been greedy trying to get that necklace, Lep wouldn't have woken up. Right. But if the explosion wouldn't have happened, Mac Daddy probably would have just killed him all then and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 tough to lose Butch here. I was I was really hoping he'd make it, but yeah, there are some rule violations for Butch. He was great though, like in a pinch. He was really smart, had some really clever stuff, mm -hmm. but he he was out of the movie. Yeah, he was out, and he came back in. Yeah. So Mac Daddy's like, all right, give me the flute. I'm gonna help you kill Leprechaun. We'll make an alliance. Dude, you just killed Butch. This is another example of good writing. He's like, why should I trust you? And Mac Daddy straight up, you can't, you shouldn't. That'd be the dumbest thing you can do. <laughs> but we need each other right now, so let's do it. Well, then why'd you should shoot Butch? You could have used him too. Yeah. The logic is not 100% foolproof, but again, like much like with the, uh, the recording of the flute, I'm glad that someone actually thought of this. So Post is like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to shoot you three times instead. And he does. <laughs> sure. So I, I think this is a perfectly valid move, mm. by the way, because this is no half measures. Like, okay, well, if you're not going to shoot me, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, you're going to kill me later, so yeah. I'm going to kill you now. Also, Mac Daddy has survived getting shot, getting his finger ripped off, and then getting shot again. Dude is impressive. Yes. Leprechaun arrives and knocks Post over, and then Post starts stalling Leprechaun again because he can see Mac Daddy behind him. He's like, hey, what are you going to do about Mac Daddy? <laughs> In a reversal of the scene. He's right behind you. You think I'm going to fall for that? I'm not stupid. But do, you know, but do you know what is stupid? Mac Daddy not putting the medallion around Okay, so we didn't really talk about this. They left the medallion in Mac Daddy's office, yes. apartment, whatever, and Mac Daddy found it in a between scene. Yep. So he had it with him in case he runs into Leprechaun. Uh, great move. What's not a great move is instead of taking the fact that Leprechaun is stalled and distracted to put the medallion on and instead picking up a chair to hit him with it. It's kind of like packing your umbrella and then not using it when it starts raining. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. yeah. This is so stupid. And then he, so he knocks Leprechaun over and then he just like laughs at him. You've seen someone, he can just like blow people up. And do something. That's what happens. That's what happens to him. Leprechaun's had enough. Rule number 28 is run, bitch, run. Run, bitch, run! Move, bitch, move. Yeah. Do something. If you're going to hit Leprechaun with the chair, you can't hang around. I mean, at the very least. I think this is the single dumbest move of the movie. Absolutely. Like, don't get me wrong. Butch coming back into the movie is bad. And it would have been my worst move of the movie Mac Daddy said, hold my beer. But Mac Daddy said, hold my medallion. I don't need it. Here's a chair. <laughs> uh, I think he flew too close to the sun. His hubris was the death of him. Ego. Come to his ego side. He saw how easy it was to get the medallion on him like two decades ago. And he's like, oh, I'm good. I can do this. You know, I guess this is kind of a little bit of rule number 50. Don't assume you're the protagonist. Hey. Yeah, a little nice. bit. Yeah. He, he thought he was the hero. You know, if you do, you can stall if you're the hero. We did talk about, like, Child of Destiny earlier where, like, you can't kill me. Yes, we can. <laughs> so, Lep blows up Mac Daddy, which causes the medallion to fly into the air. 
and it's coming down. You think it's going to land on Lep again? Cut to black. Lep screams. We're at a concert in a club, and Postmaster P is performing a song, and at, at the end of the number... They couldn't even afford for him to lip sync nope. in this scene. No, nope. <laughs> it's terrible. Ter- just terrible. <laughs> Takes off his sunglasses, glowing green eyes. Leprechaun has turned him has a zombie fly boy now. I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> oh yeah. And then they cut back to the song. And then we then we finally get the uh, Lep in the Hood come to do no good musical number, which is just the worst, also the best. Um, uh, better than Blue Will Smith with DJ Khaled at the end of the live action Aladdin. Didn't see it. Good choice. <laughs> and that is the end of Leprechaun 5 in the hood. So I don't have any new rules for Leprechaun 5. Honestly, in terms of tracking horror movie rules, there wasn't a lot here. A lot of that's going to be the lack of the budget and just the way they had to balance between settings in a very disjointed manner. So, I mean, in terms of this podcast, I do feel like this might be one of the least important episodes you ever listened to. <laughs> But I hope it was a good one. But hopefully... (laughs) Look, it's not always the destination. It's the journey. Yeah, Yeah. this was quite the journey. So let's give out some awards. First, you have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. And this is, of course, based off Randy from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Um, Coming into this, I I was certain we were going to give it to Butch. But I don't think we can. I would disagree. Butch may have made a horribly horribly dumb move but you guys even said it wasn't the worst move of the movie it's true it did cost him his life but he also got everyone out of a lot of sticky situations okay and he was killed by the revenge movie and sure. not the he horror was. movie okay that makes sense I, I, i'm having difficulty thinking of anyone else to so, give it to so I, I thought back is there any character like is there even a neighbors in halloween you know like an unnamed character who came in and was like nope and yeeted out of this movie there is not a single person that was aware of the horror movie and proceeded to exit. Everybody who left the horror movie came back in and eventually died. Yep, and everyone who died had nothing wrong. They were just collateral damage. They didn't have any rule breaks. And so, so Butch and Postmaster P, because Postmaster P is the only one who survives this movie, right? And yes. Lep. Butch is the only reason that Post made it as far as he did. Mm-hmm. And that's why I still want to throw my vote on Butch getting it, just because... There really is nobody else. I think we can give an honorable mention to Stray, just because he's pretty confident. Sure. He doesn't really doesn't make any mistakes. Sure. I want to throw him out there as an honorable mention. Well, I'm all, I always appreciate honorable mentions. Yeah. And, so. that's, and that's fine. I still do think, like, for the, for the heat pad, uh, fire rune, trap card, Stonehenge bullshit. And, and, the, the, going, and the weed. The, and, yeah. the clover weed. The whole leprechauns for dummies. The, the dressing and dragon plan worked perfectly. Yep. Okay, uh, I, 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 you both convinced me. You both want to do Butch. Yeah. I, I can. I don't have a better idea. All right. <laughs> so Butch is the uh, winner of the Randy Meeks Merit Badge. Not the best showing uh, no. we've ever had for this award, but for Leprechaun Five, it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Butch. Rest in peace. And now we have the Night of the Living Pleb Award, which shows the character who did the worst job at following the rules. This is, of course, based on Barbara from Night of the Living Dead, the worst movie character of all time. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Mac Daddy? I would like to give it to the bartender. Ooh. The bartender 
didn't need to do a goddamn thing. The bartender needed to just exist and keep his mouth shut, and he would have gotten out of this movie just fine. But no, he had to insult a random patron coming out of the bathroom, and it led to his death. I was thinking the bartender for this as well. Like, Mac Daddy is my dishonorable mention. Worst movie of the movie. Oh, yes, he, he for has, sure. He, it's not on Cure's level from Children of the Corn 5, uh, but... Like, he, he's literally the reverse neighbors. So, like, if the, the neighbors are the gold standard for how to survive a horror movie in real life, this guy is the gold standard for how to get killed for no reason. And that's actually exactly what I was thinking when I thought of giving this to the bartender. Anti, the anti-neighbors from Halloween. That's pretty good. Uh, you're okay. Yep, you guys are right. Uh, get fucked, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. We don't need you. Uh, <laughs> We'll start our own podcast with leprechauns and hookers. In fact, forget the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you don't, guys don't need me anymore. <laughs> Derek, uh, yeah, not so much for you, Jordan, but Derek, the student has become the master. <laughs> Jordan, you're already a master. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had no say in either of these awards, and I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, but, so. but, I mean, we do need to talk about Mac Daddy a little bit. We'd yes, be remiss absolutely. if we did not. Because, Dishonorable mention, for sure. Do you want to know what Mac Daddy was really good at doing? getting out at opportune moments. Absolutely. I think there were three times in the movie where he's just like, okay, I'm gone. But greed always brought him back, and when he came back, he made horrible decisions. And his ego got him killed because he didn't take the most opportune time of the movie to petrify the leprechaun and instead just hit him with a chair. Yeah. Such a fucking horrible move. Dishonorable mention for Mac Daddy Onassis, but the Night of the Living Club is the bartender who is not so living anymore. Deservedly so. Be nice. Doesn't cost anything to be nice. It doesn't cost anything to not say anything either. You don't even <laughs> have to be nice to the patron. Just you do just your have job. to ignore him. You're one ugly motherfucker. Why? <laughs> so that's Leprechaun 5. It was a fun time, but next up, Leprechaun Back to the Hood. And unfortunately, you'll both be back for that. Oh, yay. You're going back to the hood. As long as it's not as bad as four, I'm here for no, it's it. it's not. I, th- I was going to say, is this, how, how does it compare? It's my favorite of the first six. It's my number one. It's my number one. It's the, up until eight, the most recent one, which is legitimately good. This one is the most movie. It, mm. it, it looks and feels like a movie. Leprechaun 5 did not. The only yeah, th- I'll agree with that. The only thing I know about uh, Back to the Hood is that the Leprechaun does bong reps. That, yep. is, that is my sole knowledge on the film. And it's a pretty talented cast, I will say. They get some people who've been in stuff. Unlike okay. everyone in Leprechaun 5 besides Ice-T. <laughs> uh, and Coolio. And Coolio. <laughs> Come on, starring Coolio, man. Uh, so of the first six, uh, Leprechaun Back to the Hood is the best one. The only one that is better is the most recent one, uh, Leprechaun Returns. Uh, so this is the second best one. So get, get hyped. It's pretty fun. Okay. I'm here for it. But it is time to spin the Wheel of Spooks. So on the wheel today, we have Wes Craven's New Nightmare, John LeCorn Remake, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Remake, Yoga Hosers, Child's Play 3, Leprechaun Back to the Hood, The Strangers Pray at Night, and Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood. Jordan, go ahead and spin the wheel. All right, so that is The Strangers Pray at Night. As long as Jake is available to do that one, that will be next on the podcast. Yay, I don't like that movie. Oh, well, I did this to you. Thanks, bud. <laughs> this is what you get for forcing me to come. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Even though I had an excellent time. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> All right, you guys want to give out any social media? Yeah, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at DK underscore ATS. I like to tweet about whatever I'm feeling at that particular moment. 
I tweet at RaiRaiMovieGuy. I'm also on Instagram under the same. I don't use Instagram as much, but there you'll find random thoughts, film, talk, occasionally links, because I actually write video game and tech reviews for a site called GBA Temp now. Uh, so I occasionally link my stuff there and talk about the games I'm playing. Nice, nice. We need a Leprechaun video game. Uh, yeah, I would be down. I actually, I reviewed the Blair Witch game. I don't know if I ever told you that. It was good? Uh, it was okay. Okay. It was... Okay, so here's my thing. I've only ever seen the first Blair Witch movie. The game kind of is its own entry into the franchise, but it's derivative of the remake, I've been told. Um, haven't seen it, so I can't confirm for myself. It was fine. It's not really a remake. I mean, it is a direct sequel, but... Okay, gotcha. Kind of a soft reboot. Okay. Oh, so, so like Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's okay. The second one sucks balls, but... <laughs> yeah, Book of Shadows is not a good movie. <laughs> All right, and you can follow us at How to Horror. That's How the Number 2 Horror, where you can see our current list of rules and uh, other tweets sometimes. <laughs> yeah, usually schedule updates <laughs> if uh, something happens. Like, I can't do a podcast because we're super understaffed at work. Jordan. Yeah, I. so Ryan and I used to be co-workers. Uh, I actually got Ryan the job, and then I fucked off and started working somewhere else. <laughs> and left me all alone. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, anything else? No, happy to be a part of it. Definitely happy to be off of the floor of Leprechaun 4. <laughs> all right, this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. And now more than ever, stay safe out there. Uh-huh. <laughs>